Hello and good evening. My name is Aaron, and as of recently, I'm joined by a random ensemble of the original cast. We are the folks who are going to help you find the madness to the method, the unreasonable and the reasonable, and make nonsense out of sense, because this is okay, hear me out. How are you doing this evening, Bob? <laughs> An ensemble? What's going on here? This is the everyday, this this is the, the cast that you've always known and heard. This is, yeah, well. this is the same cast <laughs> that we've done week in, week out. It has Nothing's not been changed. different the last month and a half. Uh, man, I hope that everybody went mad with rage listening to the fucking train horns. <laughs> I was fucking. I wanted to read in like thirty seconds earlier, but I just started fucking like church giggles. I got the church giggles, just like giggling <laughs> under my breath, <laughs> listening to how fucking annoying those were. Not annoying. Can you just like layer it, Bob? Can you layer it so it's like the same video like four times at different <laughs> points, so it's way more annoying <laughs> than what I even listened to. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Yeah, <laughs> that would you would be my hero. I might just uh, put it on a low level uh, and just repeat for the rest of the episode. <laughs> if you'd like to call in and uh, have us listen to your favorite edits of loud trains, <laughs> where could you do that? At one eight thirty three six 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 nine eleven. Again, that's one eight three three six 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 zero nine one one. Okay, so we did that because because Aaron is finally done moving, an official train conductor, and you're back on the the saddle, right? Yeah, I should so, be back, finally back to normal. Oh, thank 100% God. 100% back to normal, not living out of hotels, not trying to fucking do the show with, with shitty Wi-Fi in a North Jersey Marriott. I should be totally fine now. It should be in my own house. Uh, this is the last day I have to deal with it from a hot spot in my phone because, of course, when you move into a new place, the cable guy can show up anywhere between uh, tomorrow and next month. And so I won't have Fios uh, till Wednesday. So, yeah. But until then, I, you know, we, get, we can do one more in the hot spot. But I'm, I'm okay. glad we got to do two episodes this week where you and Josh did one and you and I did one because we have had such a fucked up schedule that I'm, I'm glad to get everybody an extra episode. Well, Josh and I, I think, set a very high bar for that episode we recorded. So uh, no pressure. None at all. I can't I'm... imagine that's real. No. <laughs> I can't How imagine you? it's that hard. <laughs> that high of a bar. <laughs> Oh man! I heard there's wait what our first topic though our topic I heard there's big news. Yes, uh, it's not just a Chinese spy balloon, everyone. Uh, we have a new what was it a new document or a brief or I don't know what the what the Pentagon calls it these days. Pentagon UFO chief says alien mothership is wait. in our solar system, and it, and that okay, is entirely okay, plausible. For one. There's no way there's a guy with a title, the, the Pentagon's UFO chief. That's a job uh, title? Uh, Funny you say that. His his actual title is director of the Pentagon's all-domain anomaly resolution office. A-A-R-O. Oh, my. <laughs> Wait, A-A-R-O? Seriously? <laughs> we just yeah. got just en- add the N-word at the end, and it's literally my name as the acronym. <laughs> They're, they're gang stalking you, Aaron. A-A-R- yeah, they are gang stalking me. <laughs> they heard our Aaron. Oh, they know how I'll finish this acronym. Real nice try, CIA. You're not going to get me. <laughs> they heard our Area 51 episode and they were personally offended by it. So <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, we'll get him. This is how we finally get him. There, He just starts shouting the N word at the end of our acronym. <laughs> Oh, oh shit! I thought uh, my job title was fucking silly. Sound like it sounds weird telling people like because people are like, "Oh, well, you guys are moving to Albany." Like a bunch of like Grace's like church friends are like, "Why?" 
I'm like, oh, Aaron got a new job. It's like, what does he do? I'm like, uh, I'm a train conductor. I, <laughs> dude, it feels like I'm telling them I'm one of Santa's elves. Like, but they're like, everyone seriously, they have the same fucking look. They just like, they stop and stare at me yeah. to see if I'm like serious. And then they're like, Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty sweet. Like that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, I guess. Yeah, I guess it is kind of cool. Aaron got a job that was popular in uh, like 1875. Hell yeah, dude! It's, <laughs> it's it's such a. I need Bob. I need. This is the only thing I need from this job. Okay, I don't care about anything else. And I promise I'll stop. I'll shut up about the train job from here on out. Uh, no, no, please don't. I need it's an endless supply of comedy for, on my end. <laughs> I need the hat from the yes. Polar Express. The blue, like, pilot look like the big blue with a black brim hat. Yes. With a big gold plate that says conductor on it. I need <laughs> to own that. And a pair of overalls to, like, match. No, I. That's my other. That's my regular working outfit. Is I need the okay. hat with the suspenders that are the yes. matching blue and white striped. Yes, that's the Perfect. other thing I need. But I just need just that hat because, like, like when we go to cabin, I can't wait to just be rocking my NASA uh, matching swimsuit slash Hawaiian shirt and my conductor hat with a fucking gleaming beautiful mustache. I don't look awesome. I'm gonna. This is where I'm going to have peaked this year. This is this is the year I peaked. It's all downhill after this. Uh, oh no! <laughs> You're too young. <laughs> no, I'm not. Unfortunately, it's, yeah, it's a good year to peak. Yeah, it I is. Guess. It's a good. It's, this is it. Most people have peaked before this. I just set the bar so low that my peak could be it when I was almost forty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I squandered my 20s and 30s so terribly. <sighs> oh, coming back around. Thank God. <laughs> All right. Back to UFO sightings. In yeah, yeah. So what's this uh, arrow uh, guy uh, telling telling us about motherships? What's his evidence? Because I okay. know they're rife with as evidence when they come out with these stories. So, yeah. They provide a little bit of evidence, uh, and then I have like a small like counter argument to kind of su- supplant this. So, the he makes a statement saying that there's a possibility that extraterrestrial motherships and smaller probes may be visiting planets in our solar system. The head of the uh, and they go over his title. The head of Pentagon's unidentified aerial phenomenon research office noted and reported draft. Um, so. It was co-authored by a government agent in the Pentagon and then also a Harvard University uh, astronomy department chair or head. Yeah, chairman of. Okay. And he he is Abraham Loeb. Yeah. An artificial interstellar object could potentially be a parent craft that releases many small probes during the close passes, passage to Earth. An operational construct not too dissimilar from NASA's mission. Like, oh, I love it. There's a fucking Harvard wow. guy. All of a sudden, he's like, you know, if there was a mothership, it would have smaller compartments and it would be able to release other ships. It's like, yeah, we've all seen Star Wars and Star Trek and every other sci-fi, like, medium, like, ever invented. You know what the the thing that people's ears should be ringing, like, the alarm bells should be going off when they read something like this? What? Is when every sentence goes possibly there's a well possibly there's a race of hyper intelligent goat men that are fucking traveling around at warp speed through our solar system possibly even though the possibility is infinitely impossible it's a possibility that that's like just saying possibly at the beginning of that means everything i'm about to say is fucking nonsense well okay so what's what ha- what carries more weight possibly or could potentially because that's the phrasing that <laughs> yeah. they used. It's the same same thing. <laughs> if and then if aliens were to possibly potentially be exploring our solar system, which could or could not exist, uh, then they would theoretically use p- small probes. It's like it's fucking insane. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. 
It's like they they have they they're just making shit up when they say these things. It's like well, yeah, Russia as soon as they say probably. Uh yeah, Russia probably blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. It's like well, okay, <laughs> no they didn't. Yeah yeah. <laughs> Otherwise you wouldn't have said that you fucking assholes. So <laughs> apparently this new department, the AARO or Arrow. Um, was only, this is a brand new department. It was founded in July of 2022. It, it is a brand new fucking department. It previously served, uh, what was it? Uh, Kirkpatrick, who was appointed as director of AARO when it was founded in July of 2022, previously served as the chief scientist at the Defense Intelligence Agency Missile and Space Intelligence Center. So, guys got some credentials, I guess. Basically, but then they gave him a desk job that leads nowhere in a department that has no operational like funding, basically, at this this time. Other than than just like staffing requirements and staffing. I want to know who this guy is related to, because you know that he's got to be related to somebody. and It's like a a favor like job, like because the government at this point is basically run like the mafia ran like unions. Mm-hmm. Where it's like they just have like these certain amount of no show jobs for like family members and like people in their like you know that they have business dealings with. Yeah. That's what all of this is. Right? This has to be this. I don't know. To like to make a whole department for your buddy, like you know, I wouldn't put it past them. But at the same time, pi- there's just like, well, we wanna pilfer more taxpayer dollars. And so this is going to be like the the legitimate way that we're going to try to do it kind of thing. Yeah, but they're filling that with people that aren't doing any. They're not doing anything with this. Like obviously they're not actually doing anything. <laughs> I mean, the they weren't they doing came up with it. They weren't doing anything in the Pentagon either. What the fuck do you think they do? They're the ones stealing most of the money. You think NASA at least steals they, money? At least they like. Well, at least they're like bombing like. You know, at least they actually bombed the fucking <laughs> weddings in the Middle East. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah. I'm not like, you know what I mean? It's not like yeah. they don't do anything. Like, this department doesn't do fucking anything. Like, they don't do, they literally don't do anything. This department was specifically established to investigate unidentified objects of interest around military installations. They're so, just I mean, there uh, to put out a fucking press release, like a quick they comment. They don't even put out a press release. They comment to the press when a Chinese weather balloon is floating overhead. They go, oh, actually, it was possibly aliens. That's it. That's their whole job. The end. I, I think I, I think they're doing it as like, like a shell company almost. Like when you're laundering money and you have like a shell company. It's like, oh, if they get found out, that's fine. We'll just cut them off. That company will go under, will get rid of it, and everyone in it will be the yeah. passies and like downfall. I think that's what they're doing. Like they're sticking, like the the Pentagon is like making this branch of like a department, being like, you say all this dumb UFO shit, and when when you take it too far, we'll fucking you know. <laughs> cut you yeah, off. yeah. If if every if anyone actually catches on eventually, like a, if a decent chunk of the population catches on, they'll go. We had an internal investigation, and we found out. That the UFO department doesn't do anything. Oh my God, we had to slash the budget. I well, this was a tragedy. I can't believe that we would waste your money like this. <laughs> they wouldn't even pretend to apologize about something like that. They, the last time no, they, they would add, they would pat themselves on the back for yeah. catching them napping on the job. Like that's what they would do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're like, well, I'm here to protect you, the Pete, the taxpayer, from this. From the UFO department, which squandered your money. <laughs> like, whoever saw that coming. So, th- this is the best part, because they're they're partnering up with this Harvard University uh, astronomer, right? And this guy, Loeb, he gained notoriety when he proposed our solar system had been uh, traversed by its first extrasolar visitor in October of 2017. And Okay, wait. That's a specific date. Why yes. does he think that we were visited in that month the okay so the the astronomy telescope in hawaii had spotted um a moving object at the speed that caused some scientists to suggest that it originated outside of our solar system so just like a random happened a a telescope in hawaii one of those like big ass ones that they use like look at the stars and stuff like that 
saw an object moving at like the outskirts of our solar system, basically. God damn it. And, so and, a giant telescope that no one can look at, but a couple people allegedly caught an object at the edge of the solar system, a place that none of us can see except well, for them. If you have a big million dollar telescope and then they, then they had another potentially this could have happened scenario off of that. Right. But it gets even weirder than that. Cause they don't explain how the scientists came to this conclusion because like, it seems nonsensical. The only thing that they say is that, uh, what was it? The way it was moving suggested it came from outside of the solar system and the object's orbit also hinted that there was more than just gravity affecting its its course basically and so like they're basically looking at this and be like well we can't explain that and so they're jumping to conclusions of like ufos from you know outside of the solar system basically that was and i mean he was the lead guy to like say that in that in that instance i uh i've seen some i mean we've i've definitely seen some videos of people like videotaping the stars and seeing shit that like i can't explain right but like the fact that they're jumping to aliens is fucking ridiculous because it, it rely it's man I, it just relies on the whole like of space being exactly what they say and like i that's why it's such a hard conversation with like somebody that's like Let's say the people looking through that telescope in Hawaii are, like, legitimately trying to figure shit out. They already have this entire built pre, like, preconception of what space is, even though they've never been there. Mm -hmm. So now they can't even wonder anymore. They're like, this has to be an intelligent being that created a spacecraft. It's weird. Like, I don't know how much of it is just people completely bullshitting and how many people are earnestly believe what they think they're seeing like they really think they're doing something big here by looking at the lights in the sky because like i just saw i saw a video uh man i want to say it's like four months ago now where uh owen benjamin was uh he's been recording through his night vision goggles goggles. i've seen those those videos and it's fucking wild did you see the one with the light that came down and just stopped yes like the shooting star just stopped in the sky what the fuck, right? <laughs> well, okay, so might be able to hold on. We'll get to the possible explanation to this because I don't know if you'll buy that either, right? Okay, okay, so let's go back to this object that that these scientists at what was it, the University of Hawaii or something like that, or Honolulu or whatever it's called. So they found this object. Uh, they didn't know how to explain it. But they did give it a name. In Hawaiian, it translates to scout, but it's pronounced uh, Awamauwau, I think. Okay, fuck you, Hawaii. <laughs> what are you talking about? Awamauwau. <laughs> mau mau. I, I, so, something like that. It's fucking, uh, yeah, something completely ridiculous. <laughs> um. Okay, so, yeah, they dive back in. They're like, well, we're going to explain the concept of a mothership that has probes to everyone again. So, with the proper design, uh, these tiny probes would reach Earth's or, uh, Earth and uh, other solar system planets for exploration as the parent craft passes within a fraction of the Earth's sun separation. Just like Omaomao did. Uh, was Astronomers okay. would not be able to notice the spray of mini probes because they do not reflect enough sunlight for the existing survey telescopes. Oh, yeah, they're not them. like satellites, yeah. which are fucking glaring in the fucking sky yeah. without external lights. <laughs> These probes are impossible Something that's like see. the size of like a fucking Toyota Camry. Yeah, you can see it like fucking, it's like the brightest star in, in the sky, basically. <laughs> yeah, and it's moving and you can, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how tiny their probes are. They, they must be like a basketball or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They really perfected the the probe, uh, yeah, the probe I'm really, technology. I'm thinking of like the, the iBots from like Fallout. <laughs> it's like floating around. It's like, thanks, guys. Um. So wait, hold on. I really need to know how this relates to what you were saying with seeing like those crazy videos. Because okay. there's shit in the sky that you can't explain, right? Like, what, right. I want to know what your explanation is for that. Right. So, I have this interview with this guy. I think it might be the same Harvard scientist, but it is just a Harvard scientist. And he's in a, um, he's being interviewed in a podcast. 
uh, I'll find the name of that podcast. It was like uh, Nerd Rage Podcast or something like that. I couldn't find okay. it from my quick research, but this is a little conversation that they had about UFOs. Uh, there's something called like Project Blue Beam. Yeah, good one. What uh, is that? That is that's lasers, right? It's holograms. Yeah, I can uh, I can actually talk about that one, but that is uh uh <laughs> it's really bad, but you know the people that see orbs in the sky? Yeah. Uh, go around that fly faster UFOs? than UFOs? You know, UFOs. Yeah, the, there's there's navy pilots. There's an uh yeah, multiple yeah, the, navy pilots who talk about them. They like, got their so they were flying F18s these these oh. navy pilots and one of them's coming in here in a couple in 2 weeks. He's uh oh. Ryan Graves. Okay. He uh he's a navy pilot flying off the coast of North Carolina and they they got their uh their radar upgraded on their F18s and yeah. all of a sudden they were seeing these things darting around on their radar. Okay. Uh, don't tell him what I'm about to say and see if he knows about um, it. Okay. Um, so what we do is we play with our own forces to make sure our trickery will work on the enemy. Uh, and those are directed energy weapons of where we do intersecting beams or focus beams into the atmosphere and notice they're always in the atmosphere to excite the electron orbitals of the oxygen and, and nitrogen uh, in our atmosphere, and it causes a glow and it causes ionization. That ionization shows up on radar, and like a, it's like a cat laser pointer, and we're making planes chase them. That's exactly how they describe these things moving, like laser pointers. Yeah, and so we can do it in three space, and we can make it look like... In three-dimensional space. Yeah, and we can make it look like... Uh, an entire fleet is about to drop bombs on, let's say, Europe, and then just have them disappear. And they ha they get all their planes up in the air, and we attack them from the other direction, uh, assuming we're attacking Who Europe. is doing this? The Navy, you said? Uh, somebody. <laughs> let's just say a group. A group, you know. And you know this for a fact. I know for a fact, yeah. So anyway, don't tell your guests. A group within the U.S. government. Yeah, okay. We'll leave it at that. Yes. And, and is I, this something Is this something that could be seen with the naked eye? Or yes, is this something because that it only... glows. It glows. So it would be seeable. You can see it by the naked eye. And it would leave a radar trace. So it's perfect as a deception. And, and it invo involves the voice of God weapons that I was talking about. Project Bluebeam does. And this got... This got leaked, uh, and so it probably won't have the effect, and they probably won't do it. But if you wanted to bring the world together, as President Reagan said. Uh, all right, all right. They talk about some dumb alien shit after that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretend, uh, pretend there's an alien invasion. Bring everyone together. Yeah. That was just one world government shit. But no, that I that explanation for that, that I guarantee we have. Like, I 100% believe every single thing that guy said about that. Okay, so that was going to be, like, my first, like, question about that. Is like, do you believe that? Because it's, like, it seems very feasible that they would be able to pull that off. You know, like, exactly how he described it. You know, creating tracers, basically, remotely, that are both visible 100%. to the naked eye and also... Because, like, when I saw that Owen Benjamin night vision clip, I instantly thought of that. And I was like, oh, it just moved and then stopped. You know what I mean? Like... That explains like that, that type of motion perfectly. Kind of. That's not what I think that video was, though. Okay. Because I, I think, well, you know when they see uh, old UFO specials used to do this, and Project Bluebeam's been a thing since, like, the fucking 80s or something. Like, it's been... Yeah. It's been around a while. Um, And uh, I can't remember exactly when, so don't quote me on that. I might look like an asshole saying the 80s, and it's probably like 2001 or something. It's probably but the anyway. 90s, to be fair. Yeah, so the, whatever it ends up being, I, I don't remember. But it's been around since I was a kid. I've heard about Project Bluebeam. Um, and one of the things, too, was like working on uh, creating holograms with it. Okay. Uh, in the sky. Um. I don't I haven't seen too much evidence that they can actually do that like uh without like a you know do that like on the fly. Mm -hmm. We can create cool holograms in the sky but it's like there's a whole setup and like everyone knows they're doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. not 
Um, but anyways, uh, so the the orbs like in those UFO specials, I think, is that like okay. when people see like lights in the sky that dart around in the sky, like, but that's like in the clouds. You know what I mean? Not this not just with, free space, like an open, clear sky kind of thing. Yeah, not just like in a starry night sky and you see what appears to be a shooting star from way away and then fucking zips over this one spot and stops. Yeah, but see, like, that's what I was thinking. Like, you go high enough in the atmosphere where you can get that ionization effect off of the different layers of gases. I mean, right? maybe, but that's what maybe I, I was kind of thinking. But I, I also, you know, you know me, I'm I'm the fucking nuts one. I believe like Enoch is literal. So I'm like, oh, that's probably a fucking angel. But I can't like say that with a straight face to somebody else because they'll think I'm fucking nuts. <laughs> I, mean, I can't be like, Go oh, yeah, that's an angel. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, you, you know what I mean? You can't just be like, oh, that's an angel. Also, you know, let me tell you my horoscope. Like, I sound like a complete fucking asshole if I yeah. say that. I'm like, I don't know what it is up there, but it's some, I, I don't, it's not just aliens and it's not just, oh, we have our own spaceships flying around. Cause I've definitely seen no evidence of that. We right. still can't live stream one fucking spaceship going into space. Are you fucking kidding me? Right. So let's get back to this report that the Pentagon put out because it's <clears throat> after they put this report out. Obviously, it's a brand new branch of the Pentagon. There's not much funding. And apparently after this report and after the Chinese spy balloon and after all like these other things that, that have been... We've been like barraged with UFO sighting stuff like every like six months or like, you know, to eight months over like, the past like couple of years. I remember because like once Trump got in, like a bunch of like Navy pilots came out of nowhere and they're like, oh yeah, like un- unidentified that's actually, flying objects. That's actually what I was going to say. The... Uh... Um, we've actually been barraged by that our whole lives. I feel like it used to be more like pop culture. Yeah. But like, we've always been barraged by all the lights in the sky are UFOs or super secret government weapons. It's, they need to give you an explanation that makes sense in your head so that when you see amazing shit in the sky that blows your fucking mind, that should blow your mind. Then it it doesn't blow your mind anymore because you know what it is, even though you have no fucking clue. The mm-hmm. fact that there's a fireball that fucking rises in the fucking uh, it rises in the east every fucking morning and goes fucking flying across your head should be fucking insane to you. But it's not because some group of assholes wrote in a bunch of books that it's a oh it's nuclear fusion, but they have this like whole explanation. You're like, oh, yeah, that's not even, yeah, whatever. The sun, whatever. <laughs> you know, there's just miracles in the sky at all times and yeah. shit that should be insane to you, but it's it's not anymore. And I think part of this, why they have these uh, explanations is just so that you stop thinking about the lights in the sky. And stop looking, maybe. Yeah, or if you do look, you're dude, people uh, record insane phenomena in the night sky and they're just like oh elon musk did that <laughs> like what how oh can't tell you that's proprietary <laughs> like <laughs> it's insane you're like no that's not good enough to just say that elon did it and then not explain yourself is fucking nuts so, oh no that's starlink why does starlink look like a fucking sci-fi beam weapon in the sky <laughs> oh can't tell you <laughs> like well, that, you know what I mean? But but this kind of goes contrary to what, like, this whole department was set up to do, which is, like, scare and terrify people about UFOs and, like, the things mm. in the sky and everything like that. Because, because this article wraps up with describing how Marco Rubio, Kristen Gillibrand, Gillibrand <laughs> and 12 other senators sent a letter to the Deputy Secretary of Defense and Deputy Director of National uh, Intelligence calling for full funding of the department uh the biden administration previous funding request for fiscal year 2023 failed to fund anything beyond the office uh, the office's basic operating expense the lawmakers argued <laughs> the, 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 it seems like they want you to keep looking at the sky they they want you to be freaked out by it they want to have you see it as like a, you know a threat potential basically and then because 
if you're scared, they'll agree, and they we won't question them about the money that they're taking from us. So it's one of Marco Rubio's relatives that's on that in that department. <laughs> Got it. And Biden didn't fund it because it wasn't one of his relatives. So that's okay. exactly what I was thinking. Got it. But no, it's not contrary though. Like they 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 love it. If you're like, dude, how many people are like? It's not alien. They're like, it's aliens, dude. Like, no, it's not aliens. It's the government. Like, everyone knows what it is. No one wonders what the lights in the sky are. Everyone is so sure that they fucking know what it is, which is an insane. That's the only insane take is to go. I know what the lights in the sky are because you have no fucking idea. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, in a way, I'm just like, I'm trying to figure out the PSYOP. Like, this whole department is a PSYOP in my mind. Dude, because... Right? But it's just built on an existing PSYOP. I think the grand PSYOP of it is the, the, the... If you just start the starting point, like, the root PSYOP for this is they want the people to think that the government is so powerful... That the government and science, the religious <laughs> arm of the government, can tell you what all the fucking lights in the sky are. Right. True. And everyone believes them. Like, right? Okay, just on, on like that, just that, that one question. Do you know how many people would think that I'm crazy for telling them that none of us know what the lights in the sky are? They can't even fathom why I think they don't know. Like, if I tell them, Bob, yeah, my friend Bob, he doesn't know what any of the lights in the sky are. They'd be like, what do you mean? We all know. Like, <laughs> they couldn't contemplate the fact that someone might not know what the lights in the sky are, let alone anyone. Yeah. Like, what do you feel about that? Uh, in in the sense that these people, um, I don't know. Well, like, like you realize, you realize what I'm talking about when I say, like, you know that you can't confirm. Like, you might think yes. that the explanation that's been given to you is reasonable, but you understand the concept of, like, oh yeah, I can't confirm one single light in the sky what it is. Like, well, I, I don't know, but what objective does does that make though? If, if you have these people so determined that they know these things in the sky? Like, what is the end game it that they're trying gives to achieve them, from that? Oh, I don't know. Like an un, like a, like a an unwavering, zombified fucking obedience or uh, in awe of the governing arm of, like, this... The, like, the government in general and, like, the different arms of the government, like science and the military. And, oh, you, we already know everything. Like... Just think how many people just buy like they don't even consider something to be real until the news tells them it is right. Like, and that's that's the weird part, part about of this, that. though. This is the weirdest part about it, because like up until a few years ago, like everyone that was doing the whole UFO argument and there's, you know, uh, you know, other people in this like there's other creatures in the sky and stuff like that. They were all deemed as crackpots until like 2016 when like the Pentagon started being like. Yeah, they're UFOs. Like, we don't know. They're from out of our solar system, basically. Like, making these grand statements about UFOs and UFO sightings. Like, it's, but no it's one, becoming no legitimized. One listened. No one listened and said, oh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely UFOs. So, like, now it's, yeah, it's more normalized to just believe in aliens. But you still, they gave you an explanation, a physical science explanation. All this does is inf- reinforce the uh, validity of science. Well, it, by saying it's fucking aliens. It's you know almost I like mean? controlled opposition to conspiracy theorists. You know, if they yep. can get you to be a conspiracy theorist about UFOs, like that's better than being a conspiracy theorist not, about like Zionism. Exactly. Not even. <laughs> and it's not even just that. It's uh now the two. There's two acceptable answers to the lights in the sky. Okay. Yeah. One is it's fucking aliens. And the other is. It's not aliens, man. The government's lying to you. It's actually super government spaceship fucking planes. <laughs> Motherships. And that's with it. Probes. <laughs> so the the only two explanations are it's aliens because God's not real and or it's the government because they're all powerful and God's not real. Like, they, you know what I mean? They love both those. They're fine. Believe either one of those <laughs> and you're ours. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no there's no bad way for them to go. Yeah, let them pick those two options. It's always a fucking binary like thing. You know, if but I come in and go, what if it's like the fucking angels from Enoch? They they describe him exactly like that. And they're like they're like, <laughs> this guy. This guy believes in God. Old Obviously it's the all powerful government that we obey without question. Old Testament angels up in the sky. Holy fuck. Yeah. You might be right. <laughs> yeah. If people start believing that, guess who they don't listen to anymore? Oh, uh, possibly a mothership from a Harvard professor uh dickhead over here. Like, you know what I mean? They they yeah. stop listening to that guy. That's that's not good for them. Yeah. I I just thought it was like pertinent because especially talking to Wardna when he went to um was it New Mexico uh and went to Roswell and everything like that like I found like the most interesting part was like the boomer that was playing directly into the hands of how the government wanted him to cons- like exactly become a conspiracy the theorist you know what I mean it's like uh, yep <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> the same as that cuz they with the Roswell thing it's like they want everyone to think it's an alien spaceship or it's the government uh, just testing stuff. It's either mundane or extraordinary. And if you think it's the extraordinary thing, then you still think the government's hiding this extraordinary shit and they're re- reverse engineering the technology. And that's how we got microwaves. And you know what I mean? Like they, mm-hmm. either way, you've just fell right into their trap. This guy is over here saying, Oh, you don't understand the government can't be trusted. They're hiding the aliens. Also, we totally went to the moon, but God bless America. Like <laughs> that's a perfect person for that. They they'll let you do that all the time. That's that kind of conspiracy theorist has always actually been accepted though. They've pretended like that was the crackpot, but that's always been the pushed one. Like yeah. every conspiracy sh- theory show that's ever been on television for the last fucking 50 years has been aliens, Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster. The end. Like, that's what it just rinse and repeat those fucking things. And that's what they want you to think of as like a conspiracy theory. Those are the, I've always been the government accepted conspiracy theories to go talk about. But I mean, I, how dare you bring up Bigfoot? Because Bigfoot's just another biblical story brought to life. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Kane. <laughs> how dare you? I, I'm not I never saying, get any respect for that. Trying- I'm not trying to diminish your Bigfoot belief. What I'm, I'm just trying to let you know that it's some cookie cutter bullshit for fucking bitches that the government wants you to talk about and think about. You know, it doesn't mean that it's not real. It's just you know, I'm just saying that if Cain existed, there would have there would be logical conclusions you would have to draw from that, and none of them would be beneficial to to the government. That's all I'm saying. It would, it would reinforce Enoch. <laughs> oh man all right all right let's get off of ufos and get to everyone's favorite segment of the show you need to know what science discovered you need to know today whether it's space or bones uncovered it's definitely fake and gay scientists say that potatoes are better than human blood for making space concrete bricks. <laughs> this is a real banger. God damn it. <laughs> and with the, the byline being, <laughs> Charlton Heston was right. Blood makes poor mortar <laughs> compared to potatoes anyway. <laughs> They're quoting the fucking Ten Commandments. <laughs> Did you ever watch that shitty movie? No. May- maybe Where like in Charlton the background. Heston is... Yeah, Charlton Heston is Moses. Okay. And it's just like a two-hour epic about Moses and the Ten Commandments, him coming down the mountaintop. And my favorite is like how poorly that movie... <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to get off on a tangent about the Ten Commandments. But <laughs> the the fucking uh, casting is so goddamned bad. Uh, Pharaoh is the guy that's uh, the king of Siam. Uh Fuck, what was that actor's name? He's like super bald. Yule uh, Brenner. Okay. I think Yule Brenner's Pharaoh. And one of the guys that's like helping Moses is that guy that's always like a gangster in like the 50s movies where he's like, Mercy. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Edward Robinson. 
maybe that yeah. might be his name. <laughs> and he's like, ah, Moses, see? <laughs> You're going to free the Jews, see? <laughs> like, it's it's so fucking badly acted. That movie sucks so bad. And I saw it like fucking five different times when I was a kid somehow, for some reason. Uh, it, it was uh, a classic anyways. to the boomers. I'm looking at the the casting to it right now, and it's like, yeah, man, Hollywood has definitely gotten a lot better at the propaganda campaign. Uh, <laughs> after looking at that, I love shit. how bad they were at making movies, but back in the day, like Charlton Heston was like the biggest star ever, and he was just like, he's so overacts, like. You blew it all up. Damn y'all to hell. <laughs> I could have acted better than him. 1956. Holy shit. It's an ancient movie now. Okay, so. Goddamn, it really is. This quote-unquote space concrete that they developed is twice as strong as conventional concrete, the researchers say. They hope the new material will eventually facilitate construction efforts on the moon and Mars. So this is ooh, this is getting good. So wait, they're gonna use why? Why are they talking about blood? By the way, okay, hold on, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Just let it let it come freely because there's more funny to come first. The two researchers from the University of Manchester in England demonstrated the effectiveness of potato starch as a binder to uh, create a novel starcrete. Is what they're they're calling it. Starcrete. Okay. <laughs> they got good branding oh. on it, at least. Like they hired like a good no, you know marketing team. Branding. <laughs> so this is the part that I love. The concrete mixtures using simulated Martian and lunar soils featured strengths more than double that of ordinary concrete. Which has a comprehensive uh, Yeah. Yeah, I said simulated. There's no way that they're yeah, simulated. what is simulated Martian and lunar <laughs> soils? And if it's twice as strong as concrete, why aren't they just making Leave this it. instead of concrete? <laughs> well, <laughs> because we don't actually have lunar soil to make starcrete here on on Earth. We can this we is... have simulated lunar soil. <laughs> why not? We can do simulated Martian and lunar soil. <laughs> That's kind of the whole point. So it looks That's like why we can totally do it here. So here's some engineering stats for you: comprehensive strength measuring around 32 megapascals for normal concrete. The starcrete uh, with the Martian soil is 72 uh, megapascals, while the lunar starcrete is all the way up to 91 megapascals. So wow. I- more than t- double and more. About three times as much. And all we need is simulated dirt and potatoes? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And we can't figure out how to make that on Earth, even though we made it on Earth? This is how true this is? Well, scientists can no longer argue that there's literally no reason to go to the moon anymore. Because the, the best concrete out there, building material out there, is on the moon apparently three times stronger right so there's no more reason well what are we gonna do like put a base up there you know do some studies like it's very cost like it's very you know costly and takes a lot of effort there's really just no purpose to going back to the moon you know what i mean it's like no they're backing themselves into a corner now (laughs) dude this this thing to give you a to give you an idea of how how you can do this the scientists estimate that just 55 pounds of dehydrated potatoes could be used to produce nearly half a ton of starcrete. So wait, how are they trying to say that 55 pounds of dehydrated potatoes can become a half a ton of starcrete? So they just have you have to mix 55 pounds of potatoes with 950 pounds of of simulated moon dirt <laughs> dirt and, I'm and they ass- think you can make bricks out of that well and water i guess yeah I, I don't know what the other binding agent was but that's when we get into no one does they'll never tell you because it's not real it's not a real fucking building material <laughs> So, potato starch wasn't the first medium that the that the university scientists tested. 
in their search for an ISRU, which stands for in situ resource utilization. It's where like they go to the, they go to the planet and use those resources to build rather than hauling resources to that location. You know, which is just the logical thing to do. I don't know why they have to explain it in such like grueling detail. So for the liquid, they were going to use human blood because they didn't have enough. They couldn't bring water up to the moon. Blood and urine. (laughs) Well, then how are we going to make coffee? (laughs) Don Pettit's like, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The blood and urine of astronauts, after all, are renewable resource. (laughs) And they're available whenever an astronaut's mission might take them. Uh, I love that. And they, they go on to say, concrete from the researchers' trials using blood and urine also produce strengths above traditional mixtures measuring around 40 megapascals. These bricks constructed, however, would require that astronauts repeatedly drain their own bodily fluids, which, they give to give the scientists credit, they viewed that as a drawback. I was like, what? Can, can- <laughs> Having to constantly fucking draw blood in order to make a brick? <laughs> we could just make more blood, Aaron. <laughs> What's the big deal? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So they're trying to say that fifty five pounds of potatoes, dude, can you imagine how long it would take you to get fifty five pounds of blood? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going back to like the old bloodletting days that killed George Washington. <laughs> dude, they'd be fucking the most anemic it's just a bunch of anemic astronauts like trying Barely. to build half of a house out of blood bricks fucking dying what a dumb idea this was i love it he concedes that using potato flakes is preferable to blood and pee how did that not get shot down the second they this is the thing that's so stupid like they, they actually thought about using blood first it's like how did that not get shot down the second somebody said that like this is how bad these university people are even in their fake studies they can't realize that like the the went like that they should have shot that down it, at the first meeting well I, I think they shot it down when it only measured at at 40 megapascals i think they were hope like you know if it was a really so they were good making strength rating blood bricks yeah if but i'm saying if like if it was a good enough strength rating than like the fake concrete that they were making like they would have been like yeah let's use the blood and piss <laughs> but they're still trying to say the blood and piss are making better concrete than regular concrete yes yes they are and they won't tell you what's in the simulated moon dirt and simulated mars dirt right yeah they, they never allude to that uh, how do they simulate that <laughs> Wait, hold on. The, the, this guy, the scientist was quoted in saying, astronauts probably don't want to be living in houses made from scabs and urine. <laughs> probably. You know, even, they wouldn't even take a definitive <laughs> stance on that. <laughs> probably. I think yeah, astronauts that. probably don't want to live in a piss house, but don't take it from me. Some of them probably do. Don? Can... <laughs> As he's sipping his coffee. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He just dons right up next to him, slurping that and that last drip of coffee out of his fucking stupid space cup. And he's like, uh, you know what? Probably don't want to be living in piss houses. And then stares oh, directly God. at Don. You know, I take it back. That guy, uh, <laughs> Alad Roberts quote here, the lead researcher, was saying probably was definitely justified with the crack team they have over at NASA. <laughs> oh god (laughs) fucking disgusting and i love this the specific salt compound used in the potato-based starcrete mixture is magnesium chloride which can be abstracted from martian soils or luckily for you human tears (laughs) i was gonna make it like yeah for the actual concrete mixture they're still gonna have to to um harvest fluids from people but it's just gonna have to be human their Wouldn't tears that be the blood why would the blood be the substitute for why is potato starch the substitute for blood i have no idea oh i don't know Wouldn't it be they, blood and potato starch and then the dirt yeah right yeah they don't even get their fucking lies right what why would it be blood blood to potato starch is not a one-to-one fucking exchange i don't know i just also, i love uh, this part 
because when right after the guy says astronauts probably don't want to be living in houses made from scabs and urine and then the <laughs> article proceeds to say if that disappoints any current future space travelers oh yeah i wanted to go to space until i found out i wasn't going to be living in a scabby piss house uh now i don't want to go anymore like what are they talking about they're saying insane shit here. Fret not, yeah. The opportunity to contribute literal parts. Yeah, the opportunity to contribute literal parts of yourself into the construction of your Martian home isn't completely lost. That's when they oh, bring that's up. That's the part that they think you'll be disappointed in is that yeah. you can't fucking literally build a house out of your own body. <laughs> Blood, sweat, it. and tears. Like they took that literally. <laughs> They're like, let's do that. That exactly. <laughs> We're scientists. But you know what's so funny is they're talking about these piss bricks, and then the picture that they used at the top is still like a fucking, like, futuristic fucking weird, like, antennas all over the place thing, like, that they're, like, driving up to. An artist illustration of a crude Mars base. Uh, Yeah, it's very, it looks like it's made out of uh, metal, not shit, or not blood and piss bricks. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. Th- that's the downfall imagine of this how, article. Imagine how strong steel made out of human shit will be. It'll be <laughs> a million megapascals stronger than regular steel. Like, what's insane is that they're making this claim that they're making concrete that's three times more powerful than concrete out of just fifty pounds of potatoes. Yet that product doesn't exist. That's how you yeah. know it's fucking bullshit. You can grow fifty-five pounds of potatoes in a fucking 10 by 10 foot square, like, you know what I mean? A 10 foot by 10 foot square uh, piece of soil. You could grow 55 pounds of potatoes and no problem. But I mean, and you're going to claim that we can't, that, and it's three times better than concrete and we're not doing it. Why not? They said it was like dehydrated too. So I'm thinking like, where are they getting all the fluid to mix this concrete? It takes like a considerable amount of like water to mix our concrete here. Like what? What is the, that's what I don't understand. It sounds like a bunch of like very dry stuff. And then where do you, where do you get the water mixture from? Where do you get? They still got to shift the water, but that's what they're saying. Oh, we'll use human tears. (laughs) You imagine if you had to mix concrete and had only could use your tears or spit as a binding. How fucking stupid that would be. Right. Like how long it would take you to mix one wheelbarrow full of concrete. So they already are starting from an unreasonable position. Let's just say that all the other space shit is real. They're like, you think you're going to lick the concrete mixture until it's wet enough to become concrete? Like, what are they talking about? (laughs) Yeah, they're just going to bleed you dry and uh, beat you severely to extract all of your bodily fluids in order to build their Martian space home. But I, I want to know, I wish I could like meet the people that are in these research offices because I, I need to know how many of them like are sincere. I, yeah, because I, I feel like this is like a modest proposal, but like a like a modern version of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, no way like, these people can be sincere. Is college broken their minds this much? That's what that's the scary part. This is why I don't know. I don't know if they're completely full of shit or actually sincere because college has broken their minds so much that these are the people that come out of it. These are the STEM people coming out of college right now. Yeah. The the, the ones that used to be the only credible ones coming out of the, the university. Yeah. They didn't like chop their dicks off and color <laughs> their hair pink, but they're like, they're still severely damaged coming through college. Yeah. Clearly. Oh my god! Of that, we can build uh, 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 houses on Mars, but it'll take a little human sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, it's all about human. The amount of blood sacrifice that is just—they constantly are trying to get us to accept—is unsettling. It's not demonic, Aaron. It's, it's scientific. All right. Yeah, yeah. If you just don't understand the greater good, you don't. The I, if I say the greater good, I can. I can talk to you about unspeakable evils and you have to accept it as as I'm actually you don't understand. I'm I'm part of the greater good. You're just regular good. I'm the greater good. Now give me three pints of your own negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
fuck these people. But like, if you okay, Bob, gun to your head. Uh, not even a gun to your head, really. But just if you had to guess the percentage of these people researching this kind of shit, like the the space dot com stuff that we read, yeah, that are actually doing these studies, like. So let's say the people in the research group that are trying to make concrete out of blood, what percentage of them are earnestly think like earnestly believe they're bettering the world for science? And what percentage of them know, understand that what they're doing is never going to be used and they're just there for to try to squeeze grant money out of whatever program they can get their grubby little hands on? You know what I mean? Like, what do you think that percentage is? I think it's 100 to zero. I think 100% of them think that they're fighting for the, changing the world. They're changing the world for the better. I mean, like, I can't imagine, like, the directors think that. I think they know it's all bullshit. Probably, but they're they're not putting, like, pen to paper in regards to, like, the research and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, administration but, probably yeah. knows on some level. Well, I didn't really consider administration in that. But, yeah, I, I would say administration, they don't give a fuck. That's not even their... Yeah, they're they're not even thinking about it. They're 100% uh, let's grift a little bit more money for the department kind of thing. Like, that. that's, like, their entire MO. you're right. Yeah, that's the saddest part. Is I, I do think that all these science kids doing this research and then get themselves in a space dot com article are like really high fiving and telling like they go home to their parents and tell them like, man, we're really, we're really making a difference. You should see this concrete we made out of uh, <laughs> piss and blood, synthesized Martian soil and blood. <laughs> oh, wait till you see my cum bricks, mom. <laughs> All right, that's it. (laughs) Okay, gross me out. That's that's the episode, guys. All right. Uh, We do have um, a voicemail. Okay, perfect. All right. And I think it's Josh going on a little adventure. Okay, hear me out. I'm a time traveler. I went back in time, and I did it. I killed Hitler because he wasn't the man for the job. But then I come back to the present. I found that Mussolini took over. But he only made it to 6.1 million. Will we never achieve the final, final solution? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck was that? That was a deranged Josh joke voicemail. <laughs> Josh, go back to t- texting. Go back to just typing and never talking again. <laughs> I thought that his, was insane. I thought his other one was funnier when he said, uh, it was, uh, I went back and I killed baby Hitler. Uh, and then, what was it? Uh, and I came back to like the present. And what was it? The Holocaust still happened, like <laughs> no matter what. That's <laughs> that like, is a pretty good bit. You keep going back, and there's just somebody. It, it's inevitably somebody it. is pissed off enough to fucking kill kill all the Jews. Or it's just a big enough. It's just literally a scam, and Actually, they needed someone as the yeah, fall guy. Yeah, yeah, literally the scam. That that's true. Yeah, it's the. It's the scam, whichever way you believe, whether you believe it happened or not, that would be, it would always happen no matter what. <laughs> it's still funny. Both options are funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Both of them are hilarious, actually, when you start thinking about it. Oh, my God. Good job, Josh. Point. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. I uh, show, We should be back to some semblance of normalcy. Hopefully, you like the extra episode that we got to do this week because we were late on the last one. Really recorded Sunday night because it was the first night that I could actually uh, get like off of work. So, all right, see you guys next week. Yeah, <laughs> take care. Whatever, fuck this shit. I have a PlayStation raincoat. You've got mail. What the fuck? Don't tell me you don't like my show. <laughs>